get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games DB, apparently we were uh, muted the whole intro there. Oh, was that right? Yes, I couldn't hear you either. They couldn't they couldn't <laughs> hear you. But, Is that what the chat's saying? Oh, boy. Yeah, so, so, so say it again because I want to hear what you had. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll do it again. Can, as long as everyone can hear me. Uh, I think we can hear you now. I hope so. All right. I can hear you. We'll do this again. Uh, welcome. Uh, hey, welcome to the show, everybody. Appreciate uh, your patience and uh, hanging on. Well, this is what I'd written for the lead on the show tonight. While there's so many questions surrounding Blue Bombers receiver Kenny Lawler, it remains a real puzzling development uh, involving the superstar player and the CFL's flagship franchise. But while all that was happening... Blue Bombers Grey Cup champion Jonathan Kongbo stirred up a little uh, controversy of his own and lit the internet ablaze. Now, following a blockbuster cross-division trade in the CFL this week, Jonathan Kongbo had some comments, and it was a former teammate with the BC Lions snapped back at him. We'll uh, get into that tonight, but we all know why you're here, right? We all know why you're here. We're going to get you uh, geared up with the latest uh, and get you game ready. We've got details and insight on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers ahead of that week one rivalry tilt at IG Field against Bo Levi Mitchell and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. It's at the stadium I affectionately refer to as the Madhouse on Matheson. It's Friday night. Chris Walby and I got the pregame show coming up tomorrow live at two o'clock. But right now it's time. Let's get into it. Lots to get to on Bonfire Midweek. How are oh, you, Zach? buddy? Buddy, the, the bonfire is already ablaze. I'm feeling that rush of heat. And Someone's cooking. Uh, we have so much to talk about. The kindling is lit. Uh, let's do this. Welcome inside all the fire starters. If it's your first time, well... Get in on the chat, hit the like, hit the subscribe button. And if you've been here before, as I know you have, Denis, yes, we are two buttes. Uh, welcome back inside. Yeah, uh, appreciate all you guys uh, checking uh, in and checking it out. If, uh, you know, like Zach, Zach said, if you haven't been here before, welcome. Appreciate uh, you checking in. Okay, let, let's get right into it. Uh, Jonathan Kongbo, Okay. Yeah. traded from the BC Lions this week. And Zach, maybe uh, try to catch everybody up a little bit. I just want to make sure I can pull up uh, the tweets from yeah. Jonathan Kongbo. I want to make sure uh, make sure I, I, I got it here for everybody. I got visuals for you guys when you're well, ready. So, so Kongbo was signed by the BC Lions mm -hmm. not long ago, and that followed the release of one Sean Lemon, who many people in these parts uh, have said should be a blue bomber to help with our rotation. Anyway, they it appeared that they had um, dropped Lemon uh, in favor of Kongbo for their mm -hmm. D-line rotation. And then what happened was Kongbo was traded, which shocked everybody, because why would you pick up someone and get rid of Sean Lemon, who, who was the... West Division nominee for Defensive Player of the Year last year. Mm -hmm. You don't do that for nothing. 
And Kongbo is a Canadian who's played at a big D1 school, former uh, back-to-back Grey Cup champion with the Bombers. And they traded him to the Ticats for a conditional pick in 2024. Which was a shocker. Yeah. It was a shocker. We were shocked. And uh, then it came out that uh, Neil McAvoy, the GM, said he wasn't a good fit in the room. That was reported by Farhan Lalji. Yeah, got the tweet on screen here now. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And and, and so said effectively, this trade, Zach, was yeah. Dane Evans for Jonathan Kongbo. Right. Fourth round escalates potentially to a third. So not a fit in the room. Well, what did Jonathan Kongbo have to say about that? The former Winnipeg Blue Bomber. Quote, not a fit. Because I called out star players not showing up for practice, guys not wanting to work out. Culture matters. It's called pro football for a reason, Jonathan Kongbo said. Ho, buckle up. Yeah. That was hilarious. And by hilarious, I mean just wildly entertaining to see a player uh, snap back publicly like that. But uh, that wasn't the last we heard uh, on the matter. Here's Jonathan Kongbo's teammate, star receiver Keon Hatcher, retweeting his former teammate saying, but you quit? Very pro of you, my boy. And you sure them feelings wasn't hurt because you wasn't in rotation like that? Oh, boy. Yeah. It just got from uh, bad to worse uh, in... uh, (laughs) uh, In CFL Twitter, it was was an absolute... um, blank show uh with Jonathan Kongbo the trade to the Hamilton Tiger Cats uh not sure if he is expected to suit up and play for the Tiger Cats on Friday here in Winnipeg but uh we'll have to wait and see on that well and here's we we weren't inside the locker room and there's three sides to every story right he, here's what i do know is that Kongbo uh didn't f off and what i mean by that was uh, is he he's a FIFO guy, Darren. Fit in or f off uh, previously in the Bombers locker room, and I assume that if he didn't f off, it's because he fit in. And if he fit in, it's because he's a culture guy. He works his butt off, like all of the Bombers are expected to. He holds himself and others accountable. And that so- said, it can rub people the wrong way sometimes when a new individual joins a locker room with guys that have been together for years and maybe makes his voice heard as an authority early because this happened in the first stretch of time. Right. So I kind of see both sides of this. I can see Jonathan Congo calling out star players and veterans for, for not practicing or working out or, or the rest like he learned in the NFL, like he learned here in Winnipeg with the Blue Bombers, I also understand how existing leadership in a locker room could be rubbed the wrong way about that. And, um, you know, like Keon Hatcher said, maybe his uh, his feelings were a little bit hurt, uh, which is, is why, um, you know, maybe uh, he did decide to F.O. instead of fit in. Well, but a fit in me- means that you're going to you're going to accept a, a low standard of, of play and practice and preparation, uh, then maybe he didn't want to fit in. I get what you're saying that maybe, maybe, maybe his message wasn't wrong, but it was too soon. But 
Um, maybe, maybe if the leadership was strong enough in the BC locker room, they should have, they could have looked past that and just looked at the message itself and said, yeah, he's right. We should look in the mirror. We're not doing, we, we didn't win the Grey Cup last year. We, we didn't even win the Western final. So maybe there's something we aren't doing right. But like I said, we weren't in the room and, and I can see your point there, Darren. Well, and, and now Sean Lemon is a Calgary Stampeder. So the BC Lions, not quite left in the lurch. They did get a return on trading Jonathan Kongbo, but probably not what they wanted. They had a Canadian starting defensive lineman. Now they've got a conditional draft pick. Um, but they did make out with uh, at least what they spent to trade for their backup quarterback to Vernon Adams. That is, of course, Dane Evans. Lots to get to on the show. We're going to uh, get into the Winnipeg Blue Bombers roster, the cuts, the ones that we were expecting, the ones that surprised us a little bit. And we'll get into expectations of this Blue Bombers team in 2023. Uh, We will then get into a bit of a CFL preview. We'll talk about the CFL's um, or TSN's top 50 players list. Uh, Pro football focus joining uh, the media fray here in Canada, which is really, really something. Uh, We'll uh, predict our division standings, give our uh, preseason top three power rankings. Zach and I will just each give our our top three teams uh, in the league uh, and then maybe a dark horse that will surprise. We'll probably, you know, Zach, I think you and I should maybe throw in um, who we think is going to be in the basement this year. Oh, I, I like that too. I think. By the way, what is the what is the etymology of the dark horse? I'd be curious to know that, Darren. And that's I know a good that's question. Really, that's that's a, a good question. Really pertinent right now, but yes. I, I, why? What is the dark horse? Got to look that up. So the biggest news. I would say in the entire CFL this week, other than kickoff, right? And other than, you know, the, those usual things at the beginning of a season, the biggest news in the CFL right now is a legitimate superstar in this league is ineligible to play for maybe a month to start the season after signing a free agent contract with your Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And that is, of course, Kenny Lawler. It was an immigration snafu. So what it comes down to um, he's placed on the suspended list, as we said, uh, all last week, not punitive. This is a move to keep Kenny Lawler, a Winnipeg blue bomber. This isn't about disciplining the player. Um, he pleaded guilty and was convicted of the charges in April. The blue bombers knew about it. Everybody knew there's no secrets here. The only secret is that he is now well, it's not even a secret, but he's no longer eligible to work in Canada as an American uh, with a conviction. So uh, Paul Friesen of the Winnipeg Sun pointed out in his piece this week, and great reporting by Paul, Lawler isn't even allowed to watch practice from the sidelines or set foot in the team facility. So maybe Kenny's going to kick it with us in the media watching from the stands, be amongst the fans. (laughs) Obviously, I say that in jest. He won't be doing that, but Uh, Mike O'Shea described it as, quote, disappointing, but the head coach also says the most important thing is Lawler is receiving uh, very strong support from his teammates. Direct quote from Mike O'Shea, it's pretty safe to say that we do a lot of things right and some things are just out of our control. These things take a long time to handle. So Lawler, foreigner with a conviction, must apply for a temporary resident permit in addition 
to a work permit because of that conviction. So this is my take. How the Blue Bombers handled this situation, that's up to you out there to decide. Uh, but in a span of two months, just two months, it remains a fact that this player is unavailable even though, and, and to even be in the facility, even though he took part in training camp and there was seemingly nothing, um, it was seemingly all steam ahead, full steam ahead for Kenny Lawler uh, on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And, and now, you know, they're going to be without him for, for a real stretch of time. It's something. And I guess the, the question is, and I hate to ask this question of my beloved team, but did somebody in the organization drop the ball on this one? Like, like you said, he was full steam ahead. And then all of a sudden it, it, it almost sounds like they were a little bit caught unawares by this uh, technical snafu mm -hmm. that, you know, if you're convicted of a crime and you're an American citizen, not a Canadian citizen, you can't work. And then you have to apply for a visa. Like was someone caught with their pants down? Uh, I hope not. I, but even if they were, I could see how, if you don't know the legalities, you don't know the legalities. And I could see how uh, the, the the organization maybe missed the boat on this one. I don't begrudge them too much, but um, well, it still Mike, doesn't look great. If Mike O'Shea responds to the question of, you know, what happened with, it's pretty safe to say that we do a lot of things right and some are just out of our control. Right. Uh, these things take a long time to handle. That's what the coach said when asked. I was in that scrum when Paul Friesen asked him, like, what happened? Like, how, how did this happen? Two months since the right. conviction. And, and, and now, you know, he's, he's not even allowed to, to be in the facility where they're paying him a lot of money to, to play pro football. Um, so it, it sure appears the blue bombers made a mistake here. Um, but but there, Darren, if I can interject, there, uh, O'Shea is insinuating that it was outside of their control. Yeah, right? was that outside of football operations control? Was it outside of his lawyer's control? Kenny Lawler's, that is. Was it outside of, um, you know, they, that they actually did everything they could and it's still taking more time? We don't know that for sure. The, the team, understandably, tight-lipped on the matter. Yeah. Uh, but... They're still having to wait to have Kenny Lawler available. This is what paints the, like the indic the key indicator to me is that Kenny Lawler was on the field in the facility practicing as a member of this team until suddenly he wasn't. Yeah, it was. So abrupt, was he right? a, like like there's in in no world do I see and like I'm not a legal expert. I am not a lawyer. I don't even play one on YouTube. It seems really strange that an individual was uh, was permitted to do something and then is no longer permitted to do that thing suddenly, right? As soon as he was convicted, you would presume that, okay, you're not going to be able to work in Canada without, you know, these, these permits or, uh, you know, temporary residence permit, uh, the addition to the work permit, whatever. Um, so that is a key indicator to me that th somebody didn't, follow through with due diligence or prudence, right? Right. Um, Cause you think his, you think Kenny Lawler's lawyer would have alerted the team yeah. of, of some of the rules here. Right. Yeah. So, well, it leaves us to 
of course, Winnipeg's cuts, Winnipeg's depth, Winnipeg's roster going into 2023. Uh, Surprise cuts from training camp, Zach Schnitzer. Well, (laughs) I sheepishly tell you, buddy, my Wolby's warrior for the second preseason game was one Mark Leggio. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? He gets cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he performed well in the, the preseason game. He punted well. He actually out-punted Sheehan and Schmitz. He, his kickoff was good. He got a PAT. I thought under 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 fire, he did really well. And sure enough, he doesn't make the team. Now, so he was a bit of a surprise at first, but then it came out uh, on, the, on Coach's Weekly Show that they, you know, they they keep track of all the statistics of the kickers throughout training camp. And he was simply beaten out by Sheehan and Castillo in terms of percentage and in terms, and in terms of ball placement and yardage on punts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other thing you talked about was having depth at the global position. And that, I think that carries a lot of water. They need to have that depth. And I think that may be another reason why, they took uh, Jamison Sheehan. So he, he is a surprise, but then when you really think about it and you get a bit of an explanation from coach, maybe not so much a surprise. Yep. Yep. I mean, it was said a few days ago, gosh, I wish I remember where exactly it was, but there was some scuttlebutt that Mark Leggio was on the trade block back in May Mm. uh, going into training camp. So was this a foregone conclusion? You know, we, we don't know that, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I don't think Mark Leggio is going to be without a football home for a particularly long time. Edmonton is a possibility. They're probably going to see how things go this week, or, or maybe he might even Mark Leggio might even already be working out for other teams. He is a Canadian that can, do all three jobs. It it is valuable. Uh, however, you you think of the young man, um, following his time here in Winnipeg. Uh, so we're looking at the Blue Bombers depth chart. Of course, this is the Bonfire Sports annual way too early depth chart. You don't got a screenshot right now. You don't need to do that. All you got to do, if you want a beautiful full resolution PDF of this. That you could print off, that you can, uh, you know, uh, do do what you like with. Um, it is available by texting your name and email address to the Bonfire Hotline 204-816-TIPS. That's 204-816-8477. You can see it right there at the bottom uh, of the document. And well, uh, this is how I see things uh, through Blue Bombers training camp uh, and going into the regular season. Of course, we have individuals like Kyrie Wilson at weak side linebacker. He's on the six game injured list to start the season. Same with global stud Tiadric Hansen on the six game. But hey, it's right there. It's right there. What you need. Uh, there's your starting offensive line. Uh, Tui Ellie would normally be here. Uh, he's on the one game injured list to start the year. We will get into uh, the Blue Bombers injuries and the rest. But some of the others we should talk about, Zach, um, is linebacker. Mentioned Kyrie Wilson, but uh, the team decided to cut somebody who was said to be having a heck of a camp, and that is Barrington Wade. They're going to go with Malik Clements. 
Back again, new digits, 33. Les Maruo gets his double O. They're going to have uh, Kyrie Wilson, obviously, uh, hopefully, eventually. Uh, and then uh, returning for a second season with the Bombers, Brian Cole. Uh, they've also got, obviously, Shane Goche, Jesse Briggs, Tanner Cadwallader as Canadians there. Big Hill practicing this week, not on the injury report. Uh, so he looks good to go after missing every single day of training camp. Holy cow. Uh, With an infected, infected toenail. Infected toenail, which is just really Do you something. buy that? Do you buy that? Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't you believe him? I don't know. It just, I didn't think an infected toenail could keep you uh, out of training camp that long. So it was an ingrown toenail, he said. He, he told us uh, at practice on Monday. And that, you know, it was these new cleats he was trying to work out. He's back to the same cleats he's worn over the last two yeah. years. I imagine they're getting pretty uh, long in the tooth uh, and and beat up and and that sort of thing. How much support you get out of them, I, I don't I don't know how that that works. I I don't think I wore my football cleats that long. I also didn't put in as much work as Adam Big Hill does or any pro player for that matter. Uh, but he's wearing the same cleats he has for the last two years because the new ones gave him some trouble. So um, he was involved obviously on the field every day as far as you know not participating but being involved uh with the team and, and helping uh and then you know he said he was doing a lot of uh workouts that just weren't hard on his feet uh football players and their feet it, it's it's probably their most valuable asset and the one that gets beat up the most um you want to talk about the practice roster zach sure uh the blue bombers did add uh, a handful of guys to their practice roster. So new this season, defensive back and returner, Matt Cole. Uh, I call him an offensive weapon. And that is uh, Amare Jones, mm -hmm. who changed from 16. He wore in that final preseason game to number 81. Uh, Caleb Thomas at defensive tackle. He is actually uh, expected to... Um, or sorry, he, uh, Caleb Thomas will begin uh, on the practice roster. There he is right at the bottom. Hang on. You know what? I'll get rid of uh, that little. There we go. Get rid of the B. Whoa. And you can Doing see it, there. it live on, on, on yes, screen sir. there, buddy. Yes, sir. We don't need two of them skills. on there. Uh, and then um, uh, Celestin Haba. He looks to make his CFL debut. Join Blue Bombers training camp late. Yeah. And there he is looking like he will uh, indeed dress and play on Friday, but that's still to be determined. The Bombers will issue their uh, team issue depth chart tomorrow. That being Thursday, uh, quick reminder, <laughs> do join Chris Walby and myself at two o'clock central time on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else. We're going to get game day Winnipeg fired up. Uh, also, Dude, I, I, I got to interrupt yeah. though. You just told me they're gonna they're gonna introduce their their week one regular season actual real football depth chart tomorrow. Holy yeah. Dinah! I know, like it's here. We're we're here, buddy. Uh, also new to the team, they're here as well. Uh, Canadian defensive back Jake Kelly, Canadian receiver Jeremy Murphy, both of those young individuals. 2023 draft picks of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We have defensive back. Abu Dharami Soiree, or ADS, as some yes, are calling him. Yeah. Uh, Drew Richmond, 
Back at uh, offensive tackle, he looks to be the uh, heir apparent to Stanley Bryant slash Jermarcus Hardrick, Chris Ivey. New to the team as well, somebody that they're hoping they can develop as an American to tackle. Uh, Jacob Stott uh, was a member of the Ottawa Red Blacks last year. He's a developmental Canadian offensive lineman. Uh, and then, of course, as we mentioned, Jamison Sheehan. And the young man told me this week, he can, he's like, you can call me Jam. So we don't even have to call him Jamison. Oh, okay. It's spelled Jamison. That's how us in, in the Northern Americas would refer to him. But uh, uh, being from down under, it's Jamison Shan or Jam, which I think, Zach, your punter can get you out of a jam. Sure. Can. Call on Jamison Shan. Oh, like, I like it. Yeah, like great nickname or great name for uh, for a punter. I was uh, I was just thinking about the surprises. I was a bit surprised to see Carl Schmitz on the practice roster. It, like, would you yeah. normally see a kicker or punter on a practice roster? I the, I don't. The Bombers I, had um, they had uh, uh, Ali Mon- they had Ali Mortada on there all yeah. last year. Yeah, like I, I get maybe you need insurance and they didn't want to let him walk because they thought he has a big upside, but he's, you know, 10 years older than Jam. Uh, I'm calling him Jam right now. But uh, yeah, I, I thought it was surprising that he was on there. Figuring yeah. that, you know, if something happened to Jamson Sheehan, it's pretty easy to go find a punter. But maybe I'm wrong. Quickly answer uh, Sandy's question. Uh, great to see you, Sandy. Thanks for joining us. Is Janarian Grant good to go for Friday? We don't know. Uh, but he is practicing. So that is a a positive indication that uh, he will be good to go. Um, I imagine Evan Holm, who has just been a stud on defensive snaps uh, through camp and the preseason, uh, he can return Nick Dembski. I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll find a way uh, to, to handle that. Um, Why did the blue bombers keep a global kicker on the practice roster? Who's 36 years old. Yeah. Well, they will be without, uh, Tiadric Hansen for a good stretch of time, at least a month. He's on the six game injured list. He's not practicing. He's not permitted to practice as he's on the six game injured list, uh, at least for uh, a few more weeks. Um, so with no Hansen, the bombers globals are Les Maruo, Solomon Karamoko defensive back and the punter Jam Sheehan. So if they need somebody to step in. If there's an injury to one of those globals, uh, or, you know, if there's an injury injury to jam, right. They have a punter good to go. I mean, Sergio Castillo can punt in a pinch, but, uh, I, I just don't think you pass off a global when you need to on your roster every week. I think that's but why, if, if, um, yeah. But if Maru goes down or Karamoko, they're not going to dress two punters. They're not going to dress two punters. No, but you'll always have one punter to have with either Karamoko or Maruo. Right. If you lose both of those guys, then you got a, you know, you got a punter and you got um Tomoya Machino on the offensive line. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh I think that's probably where where that came from. Um yeah, but uh I, I think you know, I, I cannot fail to mention this, Zach, and uh, I think it's as good a time uh, as any. Are you going to the game on Friday? Well, if you're not, 
you can go see our good friends at Shannon's Irish Pub. Game day specials, every Blue Bombers game, every Jets game, before, during, and after. You can watch the game on their multiple screens uh, in this hidden gem, Winnipeg's best kept secret. Uh, underneath the streets of downtown Winnipeg, Shannon's Irish Pub, 175 Carlton Street, just a, we'll say, hitch pass down the street <laughs> from True North Square. Go check them out. 21 beers on tap, tons of great beverages, uh, a huge selection, and a curated food menu. They got your pub classics. Their wings are killer, but they've also got some really awesome culinary selections that you may not expect uh, from a traditional pub. It is a traditional pub. It's got great energy and a great atmosphere underneath the streets. I mean that literally. Go check them out. Um, Shannon's Irish Pub, uh, 175 Carlton. Uh, Shannon'sIrishPub.ca. You can find them on uh, Instagram as well. Nice. One of our one of our fire starters saying Peter D is a global uh uh, Schmitz doesn't take up a roster spot on the practice roster. I'd never heard that before. I'll have to look into that. The Blue Bombers do have, what do they got? They got 13 on their practice roster, including Karamoko and Schmitz. So what is it? Two, hmm. four, six, eight, ten, twelve. They got 13 on their practice roster as, as it stands right now. Um, and I mean, maybe that's, Part of it, I, I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely That's sure. That's interesting. I always thought practice roster limit for numbers was ten at the beginning of the season. Yeah, well, they got well. What what are we looking at right now? There's your uh, there's your legend, as they call it, on a map. Your global is in dark gray. Karamoko, Schmitz, and Machino. Their starters will be Sheehan at punter and. Uh, or not starters, game day dressers. You need two of them, uh, Maruo and Sheehan. So that's probably why they got well, ten go. plus their three globals. So there you so go. So there Thanks you go. To... You're Peter. Well said. Appreciate you, Peter. He's right. Yeah. Look, our fire starters are so hot. Well, hey, that's why they're here to to keep us all on the ball. Uh, that that's awesome. Um, do you want to get into, uh, Zach, uh, get into our CFL preview and uh, kind of look across the CFL, yeah, what we expect from some of these teams? Um, we briefly want to touch on pro football focus. I don't know if we're going to have time to, to get into it all today, Zach, but uh, pro football focus. Go to the CFL website right now if, if you're unfamiliar. Um, pro football focus is like deep analytics and stats and uh, grades of professional football players they also do it in the ncaa they've done it in the nfl for a heck of a long time they're now covering the cfl so i get the sense and and uh one of our buddies uh in our uh fantasy draft zach our, our personal in-person live drafted fantasy cfl fantasy draft mentioned in our, our uh, chat room that this is going to expose some players yeah and i think that's the truth um but uh, it, it'll be very interesting how that shakes out. The The top 50 players came out, a whole bunch of bombers on there, Zach. What did you think of the list? Uh, I, I liked it. And when, when you get six six of your hometown team in the top 10, uh, that's always going to make you smile. But um, yeah, nice to see Kolaris number one. That makes sense. Back-to-back -back, uh, MOP. And honestly, 
Like, would anybody be surprised if he wins it again this year? The only reason I think he wouldn't, if he plays within himself, is maybe Zach Kolaris fatigue. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I, I think it made sense to have him first. Um, Eugene Lewis, I I thought made sense to have him number two. The guy can catch anything. He's he's an absolute stud at receiver. I I like the list. I don't put too much stock in. Especially some of the, you know, when you get to the 30s and 40s. But I, I liked it. How about you? Yeah, overall, I think it uh, it is pretty good. Um, Dave Naylor mentioned to me when I was talking to him about my ballot and that sort of thing, mentioned to me that he got more ballots in this year from voters across the country than he ever has, which is okay. great. Um, I like that there were a lot of defensive backs high up in the list. Uh, for example, last season in 2022, my ballot had one quarterback on it. One. This year, my ballot had two. And I'll let you guys guess who, uh, who the other was. Um, and I had a whole bunch of defensive backs. I think it's important for the DBs in this league to get a little bit more respect and a little bit more shine. Often we look at receivers and their numbers. They got these touchdowns. Okay, that catches my attention. They got 1,000 whatever yards. 1,000, that's a big number. That catches my attention. These DBs have like, you know, passes defended, tackles. Well, if you're a good DB, you don't have a bunch of tackles. You might not even have a whole bunch of interceptions uh, because they're often circum or, or happenstance or you're, you're not getting thrown at a lot. Like Dietrich Nichols, Cameron Kelly, Derek Moncrief, these guys are high up in defensive plays made, especially those dimebackers that I mentioned in, in Moncrief and Kelly. Chris Edwards is another one. Um, but Dietrich Nichols doesn't get thrown at a lot. So yeah. his tackle numbers are low, of course. His interception numbers are low. I mean, by happenstance, when I say that, I mean, like the chance is there when the ball is thrown your way. If it's not being thrown your way because you're the human tarpaulin, uh, you know, those numbers aren't going to stand out. So I've always felt it's important to put the defensive backs up in the list, Uh, interior defensive linemen that don't get big numbers. Like remember last year, everyone was like, Casey Sales, what's he really doing? The Bombers need Stove Richardson back. And Stove Richardson, like, look, Steven Richardson was averaging a sack a game with Winnipeg, right? So the numbers showed Casey Sales, you could argue, had a better season in 2022 than Steven Richardson had with Winnipeg in, in 2021. And I know that's a bold statement, but I believe it to be true. And the, uh, what was it? The Montreal, gosh, where did he sign? Montreal? Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. So Casey Sales coming to, coming to Winnipeg next week, potentially. But, but um, maybe that's where the pro football focus stuff yes. really, really helps illustrate yes. your point right there, because they're going to look at things like pressures and they're going to look at the con it's contextual stats, right? They're yes. going to look at the down and distance, uh, the competition they're playing against all sorts of those contextual factors that can really help paint in the lines uh, 100%. of what you're seeing. You said it's 4D chess, right? Well, yeah. you need you you need a, a 4D engineer or a 4D chess player to really help you understand what's going on because it's so complicated. Well, speaking of 4D chess, okay, and things being ridiculously complicated, yeah. today news emerged about the 
I don't know, you want to call them details on the naturalized Canadian rule. Uh, here is a tweet from Dave Naylor, and I hope you guys can see that on the screen. Uh, but I will like do your Zach. It's insane how complicated this has become. I was calling them the 49ers because they were allowed to play 49% of the snaps, an American in place of a Canadian. But yeah. now they've realized, well, how do we know how many snaps a player will play percentage wise when we don't know how long, uh, how many snaps there are? How do you calculate a percentage when the game yeah. is currently underway? Right? So now it's well. 23 snaps per game. And like, look, if you're interested in the details of all this, go check out Dave Naylor's Twitter account. Uh, there's lots written on this by reporters across the country. It is really something else as far as the complete cluster, you know what, this has become. Because these naturalized Canadians, three years experience with their team or five years of prior experience in the CFL, they can replace a Canadian starter for 23 snaps. And prior to a game, Every CFL team, like when the Blue Bombers depth chart comes out tomorrow on Thursday, it will say, this is our designated naturalized Canadian on defense. This is our designated naturalized Canadian on offense. Um, so for example, it could be um, Adam Big Hill on defense, but then he wouldn't be the starter. He would right. not be a starter. Like that's crazy, right? Adam Big Hill is not a starter. Well, like Calgary came out with their roster today for for their game on thursday in bc a, a great playoff rematch to kick off the 2023 cfl schedule and kadeem carey is not the starter on offense it's going to be peyton logan and then kadeem carey not starting means he just cannot be on the field for the first snap he can step on the field for the second snap and be out there for every snap since and if, say, someone like a Luther Hakunavanu goes down to injury or uh, another Canadian on offense, they can use their best running back, Kadeem Carey, I would say the league's best running back, as a Canadian, a naturalized Canadian, uh, in their place mm -hmm. to keep the ratio the same. So it is incredibly convoluted confusing yeah. and the league hasn't done itself any favors in making this more understandable and digestible. Uh, but as Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg free press reported today, the collective bargaining agreement where this new rule came in uh, still has not been finalized. It will be finalized and signed hopefully soon. Well, and hopefully when it's finalized and signed, uh, some of these kinks are worked out, right? Because yes, it at this so. point is kind of a it's kind of a gimmick. It's kind of a joke, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, waiters always chimes in with the goods. I understand quantum physics better than <laughs> these rules. Yeah. I mean, quantum computing, quantum physics. I've been trying to figure it out. Uh, I'm also trying to figure out this this new rule. We'll have to see. How I don't even understand out. physics, much less quantum physics. That's why I keep dropping things all the time. I'm the klutz yeah. in my family. Yeah. Winnipeg Gordo, who's always got a sharp eye for Canadian football. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> Kadeem Carey doesn't have a bonus clause in his contract for starts. Right. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, great profile pick there, Gordo. You and uh, Tom Green. Love that. Uh, 
which, uh, uh, by the way, everybody chiming in in the live chat, everybody watching live on, on YouTube, Facebook. Great to see you here tonight. Uh, go hit the thumbs up right now. Go do it. Uh, okay, Zach, let's, uh, get into how we see the CFL East and West shaking out in 2023. Do you got a team you think is going to be just like, they're going to cruise to it in, in a division? I do. And, uh, yeah, sure. Accuse me of wearing my blue and gold glasses, but you know, we, we won the West division last year going away. I think we wrapped it up in what, September. It was ridiculous. And and then I got to ask myself going into this year, are any of our Western division friends better than last year? Uh, I would even say they're actually worse. I would say BC has taken a step back with Vernon Adams Jr. Uh, he's not Nathan Rourke. I don't care what weapons you have around. He's he's never been a consistent quarterback. And BC in the last few years has never been able to run the ball. And they have some unknown uh, Mizelle. I don't know who this guy is. So BC, I, I don't see challenging Winnipeg for top spot. Calgary is always dangerous, mm -hmm. but it's, you know, it's one thing to be the backup. It's another thing to be anointed the starter and Jake Mayer. You saw what happened when Dane Evans had the weight of the team on his back in Hamilton. He crumbled. So, and then you saw the performance of Jake Mayer in the Western semifinal last year. He was benched yeah. for Bo Levi Mitchell. So I don't I don't know what Calgary has. They lost they lost a lot of starters that they usually wouldn't lose. So I I don't know what to expect. Saskatchewan everyone's calling a tire fire. Edmonton <laughs> they don't have a quarterback I think who who can hit the broadside of a barn. I mean I, I'm I'm being a I'm being a little bit uh, harsh there, but I don't think sure. Taylor Cornelius is proven as a pocket passer, and you can't just run your way out of trouble. So. I see the Bombers as cruising, to answer your question. Yeah, I agree. I think Winnipeg uh, will have... Uh, okay, how about that? You just popped up a uh, picture-in-picture there. That was kind of cool. Uh, okay. Learning this new software here, guys. Uh, appreciate your patience uh, today. Um, I think Winnipeg will have their way uh, in the CFL West. I think Calgary will push them. I think BC is a middle-of-the-pack team unless... Vernon Adams Jr. figures out consistency. He had a very strong preseason, but it's the preseason. So I'm not holding my breath until I see it in regular season, meaningful games against opponents, top players. Um, Edmonton will be a better team this year. I think they could be the third place team in the West. Okay. Saskatchewan is in a lot of trouble. I don't have confidence in really much other than having some very good players and very big holes on their roster. They haven't figured out the offensive line. Like it's we're, we're on the eve of the regular season and reports coming out of Saskatchewan today. were saying things still shaking out with the offensive line. So uh, that's been their biggest Achilles heel. They've got two very talented tailbacks in uh, Jamal Morrow and Frankie Hickson. They were both incredible last year, but uh, the offense will look different. They have got a big arm quarterback in Trevor Harris who has good games and bad games. Um, 
and we'll we'll see how Saskatchewan fares. But but I don't think they'll they'll do particularly well in 2023, the final year of the contracts of head coach Craig Dickinson and general manager Jeremy O'Day. By the way, Zach, how do you how do you see things in the East? Uh, the the East is so hard to predict, you know, with Masoli being out the first couple of games, because I had Ottawa pretty much up there, maybe in second or third place. Uh, you know, you, you're out for a couple of games. Nick Arbuckle is so inconsistent. I, I don't, that's not great for Ottawa. So I, I think, you know, I was on the, I was, I was, it's well known in these parts and on the show last year, you and I had a spat about Bo Levi Mitchell when Jake Mayer took the starting job and I said, Bo was done. And you say, you 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 scoffed at me, and and maybe rightfully so. It was a fun it was a fun jousting match, but I I don't know what Bo will be uh, in Hamilton. I, I I still he's never looked the same to me uh, since 2018. So uh, I have a hard time seeing Hamilton as as being the elite team in the East. Toronto, you've got a rookie quarterback in Chad Kelly. Yes, he has a lot of maybe upside, and you saw that great. If you haven't seen that documentary about him uh, and his uncle, uh, Mr. Uncle Jim. Jim Kelly, yeah. uh, check it out. It, I think I think it's on Twitter somewhere. I think It's you on it uh, TSN's YouTube page. TSN's YouTube page. Yeah, I'm sure check you can find it on their, their like website. a nine-minute well. video. It's very good. Yeah. Um, and then Montreal, I mean, I have a hard time not seeing Montreal in the basement mm. with Cody Fajardo and Jason Moss. They weren't a good marriage in Saskatchewan. Why would they be a good marriage here? And they don't have, they don't even have as many good players as they did in Saskatchewan. So I, uh, I, I see as much as I hate to say it, cause I'm, you know, <laughs> basically <laughs> contradicting myself. I see Hamilton as, as the team to beat in the East. Although I think it'll be, I think it'll be a cluster. I don't think, I don't think one team's going to walk away. Like, like Winnipeg will walk away with the West. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Montreal is going to be picking up the slack at the bottom of the league this year. Um, I think the Hamilton Tiger cats are the class of the East. Um, Bo Levi Mitchell. I've said it to so many people over the last month or two as, you know, conversation around the league is picked up again. Uh, don't sleep on Bo. Don't sleep on Bo Levi Mitchell. Sometimes a talented player with a very good skill set and a winning pedigree gets a change of scenery and they light it up, right? Uh, Bo told TSN's Caperness. Um, and I think this was well, like this was pretty widely known uh, after Bo signed and, and spoke to the media uh, in Hamilton, is that he wanted to go where to a winner. The Hamilton Tiger Cats, and, and we're going to, you know, that's what we're going to kind of throw in as a bonus at the end here. We'll talk a little bit more about Bo Levi and the Tie Cats, but uh, Bo, uh, the Tie Cats are, are a team that will look a little bit different on the back end, but man, they look good. Uh, and he's got a nice arsenal of weaponry on offense, and they're just a, a, a rock-solid top-to-bottom football team, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, our last year, in my opinion, was an anomaly, as Dane Evans just threw games away, 
gave the ball away way too many times late. How many times did the Blue Bombers win the game in the final minute or two? And yeah, they got a 13-win season. That's great. But because they were able to pull out those wins. The Hamilton Tiger Cats were the opposite. They mm-hmm. blew games late and uh, obviously a reason why their season didn't go the way uh, a lot of people thought. Um, some people are picking the Toronto Argonauts to be a basement dweller this season. I don't think so. I think they're kind of a middle of the road team. Uh, obviously, if Chad Kelly is able to do what he did in the Grey Cup, then things are going to be okay for uh, the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, they've got a lot of talented players. They added Jordan Williams on defense to Enoch Mwamba. Um, you know, they, they've had some free agency changes and the like, but Deveris Daniels, uh, I don't think, um, you know, is is uh, uh, at the end of the line yet. Um, so, you know, Andrew Harris, AJ Ouellette, uh, it'll be interesting if there's an American that can maybe step up and, and uh, help those two with the workload. Um, so I think Toronto and Ottawa are the teams that are going to be jockeying for that home playoff date in the East. Ottawa will be a good football team. Mark my words. No Jeremiah Masoli for the first two games of the season. They have a bye in week three. They're here in Winnipeg, I think in week six or week seven. Uh, so Masoli expected to be back for that for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, then I, I've got Montreal. That's kind of how I, I see things shaken out uh, in the CFL East. That leads us, Zach, to something new we're going to do on Bonfire Midweek this year. And I'm really excited about this. We're, are, we are going to go head to head. Yeah, baby. All season long. Here. Tete a tete. Tete a tete. And we're going to do it with uh, with some things on the line. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to sia.com slash bonfire right there. You'll get a very tidy bonus. Okay. These are their betting lines, uh, currently available right now. Uh, tie cats are five point dogs on Friday in Winnipeg, uh, Thursday in the season opener, the lions, three point dogs in Calgary, uh, Ottawa is a two point underdog as, um, uh, Nick Arbuckle will get the start at quarterback, uh, in place of the injured Jeremiah Masoli, uh, but three point dogs in Montreal and then Saskatchewan two and a half point dogs in Edmonton as the Elks look for their first win at home in forever. <laughs> so Zach, this is how we're going to lay it out this year for, for everybody out there. Uh, Zach and I, every week, we are going to each pick two games. And instead of saying we're going to put $5 on this or $10, we're going to bet units. Okay. So at the end of the year, we are going to see who won more games straight, like not straight up, but who won more matchups. Okay. We're going to always pick against the spread. And then we are going to bet either one, two, or three units, aka dollars, on each of these games. So I will go first just to lay this out for everybody, okay? I am going to take Ottawa plus two and a half. And I am going to put one unit on Ottawa plus two and a half, okay? That's my first pick for week one. In week two, or pardon me, my second pick, 
I'm going to take Edmonton to cover their two and a half point favorite. Oop, put it a little higher here. There we go. Uh, I'm going to take Edmonton to cover two and a half. So I think they'll win by three or more. I'm going to put three units on this game. I'm very confident Edmonton will get a win at home. So Ottawa to uh, Ottawa plus 2.5. I'm betting one unit. Edmonton minus 2.5. I'm betting three units. Zach, what do you got for your two games this week? Oh, yes. Units, units, units. I have Calgary at minus three. Smart I will put, uh, how many units should I put on that? I'll put, I'll just put the one unit on that okay. for Calgary. Uh, I think they cover against the Lions. I, I just don't trust Vernon Adams. And then <laughs> uh, Winnipeg, I'm, I'm going to take the Bombers to cover five, although Hamilton I think will be good. There's just too many pieces there, too many new pieces, and I think it takes them a little bit of time to gel, and I think uh, – you see the bombers uh, come together, and I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it uh, two units, not okay. quite three, but two. Okay, so to recap for everybody, this year Zach and I will each pick two games in the CFL, and we will bet either one, two, or three units on those games. So Zach, you have Calgary to cover three. At home to BC, you put one unit on that. And Winnipeg to win by five, or pardon me, yeah, to Winnipeg to uh, cover five, you're going to put two units on that. So you got three units on the line. That could be three pennies, three dimes, three dollars, three hundred dollars, three hundred thousand dollars, however you want uh, you out there, however you want to associate those units. Uh, I am taking Ottawa plus two and a half. I put one unit on that. I put three units because I'm incredibly confident Edmonton will cover their two and a half point favorite spread uh, in the last game of week one. That game is Sunday night, uh, seven o'clock central time, I believe. It's going to be good. So at the end of the year, we'll see how many games Zach and I each got right and then how many units. So towards the end of the year, when Zach, you're inevitably trailing me, you can put three units on both your games and I'll maybe have a little mercy, let you catch up maybe by just putting one unit on a game or two or maybe two if I'm, oh, I'm confident, but it'll, it'll keep it fun. And for everybody out there watching, go to SIA.com slash bonfire. That's SIA.com slash bonfire. Uh, go to Sports Interaction and with that exclusive uh, link, Sign up, deposit, and you will get a bonus, whether you deposit $10 or $1,000 or anything in between. When your bet's clear, you'll get a bonus, a 100% bonus uh, of whatever you deposit and bet. So uh, yeah, put a little sprinkle. There's futures bets up there. You can bet on uh, passing yardage leader, receiving yards leader, rushing yards leaders, um, uh, MOP, uh, Grey Cup winners, uh, who's going to win the East, who's going to win the West. Um, all of those things, uh, it is going to be so much fun this yeah. season. And, uh, we encourage you to bet responsibly, play responsibly, play safe, uh, but have fun and, and join us for the ride. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a blast.
And and make sure you check out the uh, over under and win total for for Ottawa and Edmonton. I think yes, there's the some win value. totals. Yes, I uh, I I put some shekels down there, Darren. I yeah, I, I might have hammered some confident. units on those. <laughs> hammered some units. I did. I hammered some units. <laughs> we must be getting towards the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Hammered. Um. Anyway, thanks to CJ did it because he he gave us this idea in part, although we had been talking about it as well. Um, so uh, this is what this is why Bonfire Sports is so great, folks. You can you can get inside our heads. You can tell us what to do, and if we like the idea, we'll do it. And if yeah. we don't like it, we'll just politely say, uh, you know, you know, we'll, we'll, we're going in a different direction. But CJ, uh, you're a jam buddy. Yeah. Yeah, CJ has been a longtime viewer uh, and listener and, and supporter. Uh, appreciate you, CJ. So again, uh, that link, sia.com slash bonfire. Uh, you can find it in the description of this YouTube video. Uh, I think it'll be on Facebook too and, and all that. But hey, if you're ever unsure about something or if you just have a question, like on a random Tuesday morning, text the bonfire hotline, yeah. 204-816-8477. 816 tips. It's just like texting your mama, standard message rate supply. Uh, and I'll answer you. Like I'll text you back. You could even he always call. does. I probably won't answer, but you could. You can say a lot of you can say a lot of things about Darren, but one thing he does do is he texts you back. It's how I landed uh my girlfriend and like <laughs> way out of my league, but I texted her back like immediately. Uh, she appreciated that so much. She thought she'd give me a chance. <laughs> See, it worked for you, buddy. It yeah, it worked. It you. worked. It was good. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So Bo Levi Mitchell and the Hamilton Tiger Cats coming to Winnipeg on Friday night. Chris Walby will join me for game day Winnipeg Thursday afternoon, live at two o'clock. Of course, as always, will be available uh, on podcast soon after, as will this show. If you missed anything, scroll back on YouTube uh, or Facebook or whatever, or check the podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe there uh, on your favorite podcast app. We are there. Just search Bonfire Sports Winnipeg. Uh, you will find it. Um, the Tie Cats, Zach, are interesting uh, because I think they're a team that is going to be a lot better than uh, they were last season. And there, I finally found it. Here it is. This is the um, Hamilton Tiger Cats depth chart from their second or sorry, from their first preseason game where a lot of their starters played. So this is not how they will line up on Friday at all. You can add Dylan Wynn to the interior of the defensive line next to uh, our good Canadian Fred Ted Laurent. Uh, they have... Um, uh, Kwaku Boateng on the defensive end, uh, Malik Carney on the other side back again, as well as Jagirid Davis. How about this for a linebacking core? Simone Lawrence and Jameer Thurman. They are rock yeah. solid in the yep. middle. Chris Edwards comes over via free agency from the Toronto Argonauts to play the dime back spot. Don't let that LB confuse you. He is not a linebacker. No player there on a depth chart in the CFL is a linebacker. That's the dime backer or the dime. Sometimes they used to call it a strong side linebacker. It's not a linebacker. It's a dime. It's a defensive back. Chris Edwards is there. One of the best in the league. Uh, and then a defensive backfield 
that will look much different than it was uh, last year, Zach. Uh, gone are Cariel Brooks um, and Jamal Roll, but uh, Richard Leonard, the veteran, still there as well as uh, uh, Woods and Elliott uh, at uh, corner and halfback, respectively. Uh, Katzentonis, the Canadian, playing free safety. On offense... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Pardon me. Well, I don't I don't recognize many of their aside from Richard Leonard, I don't recognize any of these DBs that they have. So I'm curious to see um how they fare against yeah. a, uh, an elite bomber receiving core and quarterback. So Lawrence Woods emerged uh last year as a rookie. He was um, a returner, and, right? Yeah, and and as a defensive back. I, did he do yeah. some returning? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he did, yeah. And then uh, JV and Elliott uh, is one of their veterans returning, entering, uh, his third year in the CFL, uh, first with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, uh, where he played last year is escaping me at the moment. Uh, the offensive line in Hamilton, uh, they boast one of the strongest, uh, Joel Figueroa anchoring things at left tackle, Brandon Revenberg, one of the top players in the CFL, regardless of position, David Beard, Comes over from the Edmonton Elks. Previous to that, the BC Lions, uh, Hunter Woodmansey. Uh, then uh, who's going to be their right tackle? Oh, of course, Kyle Saxelid. So they have got uh, options uh, here as well. Cut was former Blue Bomber Ben Kazwara, as well as former Blue Bomber defensive end Cedric Wilcots, who did not dress in this game. Just to reiterate, this was back their first preseason game, May 27th. But that just gives you a picture of the Hamilton Tiger Cats and, and how they're uh, lining up this year. Uh, James Butler comes via free agency from the BC Lions, one of the uh, most well-rounded offensive players in the CFL. Be interesting to see how the Ticats, who traditionally um, do not run the ball much, will that change with um, James Butler there? Tim White, I think, will lead the league in receiving this year with Bo Levi Mitchell at quarterback. They've got Duke Williams wearing number one, not five anymore, but signing via free agency. And he may be injured for game one, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and there you go. There's Woods uh, as your kick returner. So you were right, Zach. Uh, he he was really good at the beginning of the season, and then I think he got hurt. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Richie Sindani, uh, a veteran Canadian pass catcher. Um, and who am I forgetting here? They cut Poppy White. Um, but, but those are their two big studs is, is Tim White and Duke Williams. Uh, Smith, what is his name? Forgive me. Uh, Keandre Smith, uh, second season in the CFL. Um, him and, uh, well, we'll see who lines up again. This was the preseason roster, uh, preseason depth chart. So we'll see who lines up um, at their boundary wideout spot, uh, spot or the Z or pardon me, the X receiver spot, um, as Canadian football league, uh, offenses refer to it. So Friday night's going to be a lot of fun. Apparently ticket sales are reaching 29,000, maybe even 30 on a beautiful Friday night at the madhouse. It's going to be a madhouse. It's going to be awesome. Um, be I've even heard tickets for the Banjo Bowl are nearly, well, I won't say nearly, but they're going really quick. So if you want to be at the Banjo Bowl for like the biggest regular season game of the year, uh, I would call 
the bombers ASAP and, and get on that. Um, and, uh, season tickets reportedly in the 17,000 range. So lots of walk up, lots of people who buy the mini packs, all of those things not included. Uh, there's a reason why kind of 23, 24,000 is like baseline attendance at IG field, uh, over the last couple years, but you'll be there. Oh, I'll be there, buddy. Two more sleeps. I can't wait. And and apparently there's this gargantuan hot dog you can buy now at the stadium. Did you hear about this? Yeah. The gargantuan glizzy. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe you guys in the press box should take it down together. Oh man, we can maybe. Maybe. That's not you know what? I like that. That's that's a pretty good idea. I think I'm gonna get it. I think you I might should. have to like get Teddy Wyman and, and Jeff Hamilton and, and maybe yeah. John Hodge to, you know, help me out. Judy get Owen, them. Canadian get press, them. my yeah. my dear friend Judy Owen. Uh Sporty Judy Owen. Sporty Judy Owen on Twitter. Go check her out. Fantastic writer, yeah. veteran reporter, uh, lovely person. Uh maybe we'll have to all kind of, you know, chip in or maybe I'll maybe oh, I'll yeah. buy them. I'll buy them a hot dog. I think it's, it's a, 45 a bucks though. Like it's uh, Oh, okay. It's we'll get we'll get them to chip in. <laughs> that's what i thought unless i hit on my three units this week and then i might be yeah, able to afford well, a you, bite of that hot dog if you hit on your three units things are things anyone never mind never mind See, you're gonna make jokes on the units all year just am, so everybody I, out there knows zach hated the idea of us betting units right yeah uh, but that's what, i, I that's was like what's it. a unit like what is a unit you're a unit you're I'm a big unit. i'm a big unit just like Randy Johnson. Wasn't Whoa. that his name, The Big Unit? Oh, The unit? Big Unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, The Big Unit. <laughs> you said Johnson, and I was like, pardon? Uh, yeah. Was no, that no. why he was The Unit? I don't know. That was oh, you. Nice. That was all you. I can't believe I did that. Uh, I have this sound effect sitting here. It came with the software, so I'm going to use it when I want to, okay? Yeah. And, Listen, you know, just with just just before we go, just on the Hamilton game, and you and Walby will get onto this get onto this tomorrow. But with they have such a strong linebacking core, it's going to be maybe tough to run on the Ticats, which is kind of our bread and butter. So uh, we might be throwing the ball more than more than usual, testing out some of those inexperienced DBs back there. Was that right? I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking, just based on that depth chart. Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to that depth chart because that's going to help us see a lot of pictures. But but here's the whole thing. And Gregory Liverpool chiming in. I have called. Oh, yes. He's left voicemails on the bonfire hotline. I'm uh, sure he has. Gregory, you you know I talk to you whenever you call, but uh, I missed you those times. So uh, appreciate you. Um, and I do want to address Kyle. The link didn't work to the depth chart text the hotline again i will get you the depth chart i promise um this is the whole thing if you go, go if you're on sia.com slash bonfire and you're putting some sprinkles on some games and you want to get involved it, it's super easy super fun you just send an interact direct or, or whatever uh and you can put a couple bucks on these games um just just to have some fun purely uh cfl week one there will be upsets. So you can find value, value in CFL week one. Don't expect all the favorites to win. Uh, I took one favorite. I took Edmonton. 
because I, I just don't think Saskatchewan, like there's a reason Saskatchewan is a dog. Um, but I think Edmonton uh, is there. You got, you took two favorites in Calgary and Winnipeg. So maybe you'll prove me wrong, Zach. I hope so. I got to yeah. get my units up. I want to get out ahead of you early with my units. Oh, brother. You know You're what? Making... The units unite us. <laughs> oh, there you go. I like that. Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll give you one of these. Very lovely. Okay. Again, because it's there. It's the only reason I'm pushing those buttons, because it's right there staring me in the face. Uh, but more of those uh, really goofy but fun uh, sound effects will be part of Game Day After Dark, our post-game show here every single game night in Winnipeg uh, or on the road uh, here on Bonfire Sports. Game Day After Dark, Zach will join me. Other guests throughout the season will join me. Uh, the Happy Honker Award, uh, the Bonfire Burning Point, Walby's Warrior, Westwood's Wide to yeah. the Right. We'll hand out our game balls uh, and, and just digest what we saw, what we witnessed, uh, everything around the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, across the CFL. And then, as we always do, we'll be back here Wednesday nights throughout the season uh, at 7.30 on Bonfire Midweek. Sounds good, Darren. I mean, two more sleeps, and I don't know that I'll sleep a peep on Thursday night, but uh, I'm very excited. And uh, my throat is, gonna be, is going to be raw when we uh, reconvene on Bonfire uh, After Dark, buddy, as it always is. I'll have to have my tea going because I'm going to scream, and I'll probably ha- be icing my knee too because <laughs> I might yeah. do a it's or stair climbs. We'll see what happens. Don't fall. That's the most important. I'm not going to fall. I'm gonna not gonna, I know you're not going to be intoxicated. You're not going to fall. I know that because you got the post game. You're going to be sharp. I'm going to be very sharp. You're always on the ball. You're like, yeah. uh, uh, you're like a, a starting center on an offensive yes. line. You're on the ball, Zach. I'm on the ball and I, and I snap it. I don't snap it over to the quarterback's head. No. Like no. Liam Dobson did. A you couple are times. talented at the shotgun. It's it's good. Uh, Bailey, the official intern of Winnipeg sports podcasts and video casts, uh, rightfully named Bailey, reminding me something I forgot to do. We're going to do this again tomorrow on the pregame show. So be sure to join us live at two o'clock. We'll have a different password. The password today, I'll let you pick Zach, but this is what you're going to do. You're going to text the hotline your name and email address with the password and you'll win a free pass a foursome to scottswood links in beautiful elm creek manitoba it's like a 30 minute drive just southwest of the city it's worth it it's a prairie meadow golf course beautiful course immaculate shape they've been putting in the work through the years the sisson family uh has run it for a whole number of years they do a great job you're going to love the course brand new expansive clubhouse for events food great beverages uh and and, uh the rest there uh the back nine is going to knock your socks off i'm telling you guys right now so i got a free foursome pass with carts to scottswood links in elm creek manitoba so zach what are they gonna do they gotta they gotta text the hotline with the password and since this is the beginning of the season i i'm gonna say the password is kindling oh gosh how you we we won't judge you on how you spell it 
It's it's how you start a fire. It's how you start the fire. And this season to get this initial prize, uh, kindling K I N D L I N G. Yeah, or however you spell it. Well, I'll I'll, I'll show mercy, but uh, do oh, that right now. Really? No, uh, you got to spell it right. Come on, where are our standards? Kindling. Uh, so thanks Bailey for reminding me you're doing a great job as an intern and already, uh, earning your, uh, entirely too low paycheck, uh, by reminding me about that. So Scottswood links, uh, free for some passes, text the hotline right now with your name and your email address. Uh, and then I'll be able to send you, uh, that for some pass to Scottswood links. Uh, you can check them out, uh, scottswoodlinks.ca. Uh, great course. Look at that. Phone's blowing up already, buddy. People all want right. the passes. Uh, CJ Didick is there. Uh, encourage you all. So what is the uh, Bonfire Hotline? You'll remember it. 816-TIPS-204-816-8477. Uh, and do that now. And we'll we'll give away another foursome pass with carts to Scottswood Links uh, on the show tomorrow. All right. Okay. Sounds good, well, buddy. Well, this was fun. Uh, make sure you all check out this guy and the big man tomorrow for game day preview the day before the game every week. Oh, my God. I can't wait to watch. Me too. And, uh, well, if I wasn't going to the Madhouse, I would be going to Shannon's Irish Pub, 175 Carlton Street, uh, for their game day specials. Every Jets and Bombers game, home and away, uh, go check them out. Uh, they will take care of you uh, if you're thirsty or hungry or uh, just want to have a good time. Uh, awesome place uh, to go. So uh, until then, we will see you guys uh, on the pregame show tomorrow afternoon. That's Thursday. Uh, and then, uh, Zach, you'll join me again on Friday for the postgame. Sayonara, folks. Sayonara.